wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> oh, the age-old question. But money's not everything, you say. The best things in life are free, as the song goes. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. That's what I want. Hello, hello, it is Lara Pereca, and no, I don't just want money. I'm illustrating a point. Now remember that old show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? If you asked pretty much the majority of the people you know, if at some point in their lives they wanted to be a millionaire, if most people are honest, they said when they were younger, yes, they dreamt of being a millionaire. But what happened? And more importantly, what can we do to increase our odds of having enough money? You know, if we want to be a millionaire, fine, or even just enough money to do the things that we want to do and live the lifestyle that we want to live. Let me tell you about a dear friend who uh, I saw the other night at a Valentine's dinner with uh, a dear friend of mine, Silva. She had a nice little dinner gathering at her house. And one of the fellows there said to me, Lara, I can't believe it. I thought for sure by now I'd be a millionaire. I almost choked on my food because I wanted to say, are you joking? You wake up after noon every day. You sleep till noon. You, you watch TV late at night, wasting hours upon hours doing nothing. I, I could not obviously say the things that were clear to me for why he wasn't a millionaire. But he couldn't see it in himself because he has the wanting. Yes, it's good to have vision. He's got that wanting. He's got a picture of his ideal scene and what he wants out of his life. He's even drawn out sketches of how he wants it to be and what it will exactly look like. But I guess that's not enough now, is it? The wanting is good, but the wanting is not enough. I also remember my brother and my first love, my daughter's father, my uh, first boyfriend who I married at a young age and we moved out to Las Vegas and consequently <laughs> got divorced. However, that was many years ago, but I remember him as a teenager with my brother as a teenager and the two of them read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and they were going to be millionaires. They were going to start a business together and they were going to um, do all kinds of things that they had made their plans and, and had fun with the visionary stage. But then they never did implement. What happens along the way? How is it that so many people can have the wanting, but not the action to actually, or, you know, maybe it's not the know-how. Maybe it's just that they just can't give themselves a command and follow it. But we're going to dig into that now and figure out What's going on with this so that maybe we can have a more clear path to the future that we want? When I look at the most influential people that I know personally, they have a focus on giving and they are critical thinkers. So those are two points I want you to keep in the back of your mind because we're going to pull them back up as we go along here. A focus on giving and being a critical thinker. Now, we already, already said that the wanting isn't enough. You can't just want. You can't just plan it out and envision it and do that and then not do anything else. But what stops people from doing anything else? Well, let me take a look at my own life and be completely transparent with you. How many times have I gone on a silly little diet only to self-sabotage, only to not have the results that I wanted? 
and say to myself, oh, you're such a loser. How could you say you're on a diet and then eat that giant piece of cake right there? Uh, For example, I had decided, okay, I'm going to drop a few more pounds and get slender, more slender and attractive because, uh, I don't know, the last year or so I've put on a few pounds that I do not want. And I hadn't been weight, uh, lifting weights as much. So if any of you are older like I am, you know that when you get older, your muscles atrophy quicker. You must keep working your muscles if you want them to stay toned and fit. And you want to keep your body, you know, at certain percentage of muscle, which is very good for you. And easy when you're younger, harder as you get older. So I decided I was going to do that. I laid the groundwork for it had lovely, uh, careful meals that day, went to the grocery store, bought all kinds of good, healthy food, was on my plan that I am going to do this. Show up at my friend's house only to find, surprise, there's a big Valentine's dinner. (laughs) Now I could not sit there with my friends and not eat anything, so I ate carefully until dessert. And then I laughed at myself today and said, Laura, the first day that you were back on it, you didn't have the discipline on the first day? (laughs) And then on the second day, which is today, I didn't have the discipline either. You see, Valentine's Day is a few days away, and my Valentine's going to be out of town. So we decided to go out to dinner. And of course, when you go out to eat, odds are it's not anywhere near as healthy as what you can fix at home. And dare, dare I say, since I'm such a good cook, Usually, it doesn't even taste as good, and it's not made of as good of ingredients as I make at home. But I digress. I have two days in a row now when I just started my brand new, I am slender and attractive. I'm committed to doing whatever it takes to reach and maintain my ideal size and weight. (laughs) I have bombed two days in a row. So, yeah, I suppose that... Balance is important, and none of us can say, honestly, that in every area of our lives we are really doing very, 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 very well, because the truth is there's always going to be that little Achilles heel or some area that you have to say to yourself, yeah, I kind of blew it again, or if you're like that friend of mine last night who couldn't believe he wasn't a millionaire, maybe you have lots of areas that you need to work on. The truth is, if you bring up one area, it brings the other ones up a little bit as well. So you you can focus on one thing, one area of your life, and have it improve a lot of areas of your life. Another area that I hadn't been doing too good at in the past was marriage. Oh, yes, I would choose the wrong partner. Somebody who could adore me and shower me with love and affection and attention and give me that love and belonging that I did not get as a child, apparently. And so I would gravitate towards that, not looking at the real important things like mm, values like courage and tenacity and being a lifelong learner. Mm, It's real important for you, if you are a lifelong learner, which you are because you're here, that you are with someone else who is indeed improving and growing. Otherwise, there'll be a Start out with a little difference between you two, and as the years go on, be a giant chasm. So, yeah, my diet, I blew the last two days, my first two days on it. And my marriage in the past, I did a lousy job, but now I have gotten better because of the focus, because of me saying, you know what, I can make this work. 
and the whatever you choose to focus on, what you focus on expands. And I have improved my marriage dramatically. And it's mostly about how you look at things and how you focus, what you focus on. So back to who wants to be a millionaire. The real thing in all these topics we're talking about, being a millionaire, being on a diet, um, choosing the right partner and staying with them and making things work, they all have to do with your self-concept. Now you might say, oh, but I had trauma in my past. So what? So did I get over it. Oh, it's the programming. My parents, the society programmed me in a certain way. So what? It happened to me too. Get over it. The thing is you can grow and change. Yes, some people have had worse trauma than others and it's harder to get over. True, true. How do I know? <laughs> yes, because I've had my share. I've had my share of life's ups and downs. But you know what? Fate has been kind. If I look overall, the downs really have been few compared to many others. So we can get over that. We can develop our self-concept. I've told you earlier that those who are doing very, very well financially, millionaires, focus on giving and they are critical thinkers. Got to keep those two in mind, okay? So uh, we talked about self-concept. Do you know what that really is? Owning your own mind. Being in control of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Most people think, I can't control my thoughts. I can't control my feelings. It is what it is. And yes, I want to validate you. Your feelings are your feelings. They are real. However, when you discover how to control your thoughts to the extent that you are then controlling your feelings, you will find a whole new world. All right, I can't resist. A whole new world. <laughs> Remember that old Disney movie? A new fantastic point of view. It's all in your point of view, the way you look at things. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about this. If you want to be a millionaire, you got to learn, drum roll please, the hidden rules. You see, there are hidden rules to every different strata. There, there are rules for poverty. One of those is, can you move in one hour? Believe it or not, I was so poor in my youth, I could move. Our whole family, we could move in one hour. We each got one box, put all your belongings in that box and head out the door. Sounds uh, a little crazy, but some of you, I know I have listeners in many different countries, some of you can completely relate to that. You can move in one hour or in your past, you were able to. There are hidden rules of the middle class and there are hidden rules of the elite. And if you want to get into a different uh, money-making strata, you know, if you want to make more money, you need to do what those who are making that money are doing. Not everything, because there are good and bad in everything. There's good and bad in the poverty and there's good and bad in middle class and in the wealthy. I know I've been in all three and you got some good people and some bad people everywhere. So don't say, oh, those rich people are mean. I don't want to be like them. That, my friend, is some programming that you have in your brain that is wrong that you need to get rid of. Because why would you ever want to be like people that you think are bad? You wouldn't, right? So focus on giving because you don't want to just think, I'm going to go make a million dollars. No, you have to give something to get that. What are you willing to give? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to be a critical thinker and come up with some great ideas and solve some great problems? That'll help you make a million real quick. 
you got to own your mind because you can't let any kind of negative programming stop you, stop you from taking action, stop you from feeling validated and capable and, and able of even, even coming up with some idea that might make you money. Got to learn the hidden rules. If you don't, you will not be able to fit in or even get your foot in the door with the kind of people that you'll need to associate with when you are a millionaire. It also takes grit. Grit, that strength of perseverance and taking action when others would have stopped long ago. You see, everyone thinks being a millionaire is easy, but the truth is, you know deep down inside, it takes focus. It takes work. It takes grit. It really does. It really takes um, decision, making that decision. Now, many would say to you, most important thing is the vision. Well, if that's true, then my friend at the dinner party the other night who wanted to be a millionaire and my brother and my first husband, then vision, if vision were the only thing that was important, they would be millionaires and they are not. If it were skill, because you say, okay, well, we need vision. We need what else? Maybe they just didn't have the skill. Hmm, true, could be. But skills can be learned. You can get those skills. Or you can find someone else who has the know-how, pay them to do some of the things that you can't do. Henry Ford was famous for saying that. He says, I don't know how to do everything, but I can hire people who do. So you don't have to know all the skills. Don't let anyone brainwash you in that direction. Vision, skills, or the know-how to find someone else to do it. Um, Thinking big ideas, hmm, I think that's very important. You've got to be that critical thinker, that person who is able to come up with ideas that others haven't, able to problem solve. You know, there's a whole industry is um, consulting, solving other people's problems. Ask me how I know. I have solved many a businessman's problems because I'm able to, from the outside, look in and find those areas that just need a little bit of work to skyrocket that business's uh, profitability. Plan. All right. A lot of us can do that. (laughs) I've done that with weight loss. Get my little plan, write out the days of the week, when I'm going to exercise, what I'm going to eat. And then somehow you heard that expression, dust on the Bible. Well, how about dust on the weight loss plan (laughs) that just sits there and collects dust. That has happened to all of us. But that doesn't mean don't write a plan. I mean, you got to have a plan, even though you know you're not going to follow it exactly. You know things are going to change. If you know about my BAM, backwards assessment model, you start at the end and work backwards. If my end goal is to be a millionaire, what would I have to do to be someone who was earning $500,000 a year? Or what would I have to do to be someone who's earning $250,000 a year and work backwards? I would be remiss if I didn't say how important good communication is. Good communication will get you where you want to go. This is why all of my second language students are actively learning English. English is the business language of the world. You want to improve your ability to communicate. You want to be able to give yourself a command and follow it. And that's important too. And when we talked about the plan, that goes back to your plan. Give yourself a command to create a plan. Even though you know you won't follow it exactly, you'll at least start. Put one foot in front of the other, right? And soon you'll be walking across the floor. I got to tell you a little story about kindergarten. I was teaching in an upper middle class area, but I had a few students in the classroom who were 
you know, they somehow they get in there when they're they're not really living in that neighborhood. And uh, good, it's good to have that variety in the classroom. Everyone learns from each other. But it was time for handwriting or recess. We had gone over our time and it was, you know, kind of getting time for them to go out. So I said to the boys and girls, boys and girls, we it's almost time for recess. Actually, it is time for recess, but we haven't done our handwriting yet. And we really want to do that. What should we do first? Should we do our handwriting first and go out to recess? Or should we go out to recess and then do our handwriting? This may not surprise you. The students who were from the upper middle class neighborhood were used to delayed gratification and said, oh no, no, let's do our handwriting first and then we can be rewarded by going outside to recess. At five years old, they already knew delayed gratification. That will get them far. Now, the students who were like, no, no, let's play first, let's play first. Mm. They hadn't learned worse things first. They had only wanted to have the fun. And I get it because I remember driving in a car from Philadelphia to California when I was about oh, five or four and a half, five and a half years old. My mom in the front seat with her brother, my dad off in Europe on business, and my brother's in the back seat with me. We each got one piece of gum. I thought, I'll save mine for later. I woke up from my nap, and of course, in those days, we didn't wear seatbelts. We just la- we just laid in the back of the car. Oh my goodness, what a different world it was. Uh, I wake up from my nap, and my piece of gum is nowhere to be found. My brothers won't fess up. Nobody knows what happened to Lara's gum. At that moment, in my little brain, I'm thinking, I should have chewed my gum because now I don't even get it because I was trying to save it. If I had had many of those experiences like people from poverty have, eat it now or it won't be there later. If I had had that kind of experience, chew your gum now or you won't have it, I would have a different way of looking at things, wouldn't I? I'd want to do the fun stuff first and that will not get you to be the millionaire. To be a millionaire, you got to do the stuff that, you know, it's going to help you grow and learn. You're going to be a better person, but you're also going to have to delay gratification. Learn it from a kindergartner if you're just learning it now. (laughs) Yes, in business, because if you're going to be a millionaire, you probably, unless you hit the lottery, which I would not suggest because then the statistics say in a few years, you'll be dead broke again. If you are going to be a millionaire, you'll probably be a business owner or maybe multiple businesses. Maybe you've already had a few businesses. Yes, you need business know-how, but you can learn that or you can delegate it. One other thing that people don't realize is it really gets you far if you have a pleasant personality. A pleasant personality will get you so far. People don't want to deal with people that are yucky. Yeah, you might say, oh, I'm in the million dollar round table, whatever, because you've made at least you know, 100000 in a year, or, or you've had so many employees that really all the money that's come in has gone back out. So you're, really not, you're not keeping a million dollars. But you could say, oh yeah, I'm already a millionaire. Well, you may just be on the cusp there, but you really need to know how to have a life balance so that you can enjoy your life. And that includes being a pleasant person so that others enjoy being around you and you, your money will really multiply if you do. Communication is one I can't skip out. Even though we're running over on time, I've got to share this with you. Your ability to communicate will make or break how fast you can become that millionaire, if indeed that's what you want to be. And that's why I teach presentation skills. 
as a teacher, as a global speaker, as train the trainer, I surely know how to do that and I'm very skilled in it. And my students, my clients, they get that extra oomph that you need, the confidence that you need, and then little tricks and traits, you know, along the way and um, ideas for sales and marketing and how to really promote yourself in a positive way and how to be very influential. All of that matters because you are dealing with other people. Nobody can make it to be a millionaire alone without ever dealing with anyone, right? We need to deal with others. So make sure you work on your communication. Oh, if you get nothing else from this whole episode, recognize that the number one thing is to be creative. You gotta be creative. If you've forgotten how, you can get it back because when you were a child, you were. You came up with a million ideas when you were a child and you can do it again. You can do it now. Just need to relax into it and forget all the new stuff that you've learned (laughs) that has prevented you from being that creative person that you need to be. Listen to this episode over and over if you need to. It will help you clarify in your mind just what kind of things you might need to do if you do indeed decide to be a millionaire. And look up many episodes that I've done on communication. That will get you even further, faster, right? We want to fail forward fast. Let's get you there by improving your communication. Sharing is caring, so please share this episode with others. And remember, you deserve to live your best life now. So I'll ask again, who wants to be a millionaire?